members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July the 23rd. It is a Thursday. And Jay, it's freaking happening. Mike Tyson has a fight. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always good to see you guys here. Um, wow, dude. Yeah, apparently he's fighting someone else who's really old too. So hopefully it won't be too bad. Well, he's fighting Roy Jones Jr., so two of the most popular fighters over the last, you know, several decades. It should be fun. Eight rounds, exhibition, so it doesn't, you know, appear on either of the records, which means I'm sure they're probably also not testing. Ah. Which means they are going to be on all the horse meat, and it's going to be glorious. Well, maybe, maybe not. I've also read things that said they're going to be using larger than normal boxing gloves, and they're not going to try for knockouts. Um, which might only go until one of them hits the other one pretty good, and then that shit's off the table. But you never know. Yeah, have you ever known Mike Tyson to be stable enough to not try to kill someone? I don't know. He's an older person. Yeah, he seems to have matured a lot, so you never know. They might be able to pull that shit off, or it might be a fucking murder, because I am not nearly as familiar with uh, Roy Jones Jr. as I am Mike Tyson, but I don't really think that's a good matchup for him, to be honest with you. You're not familiar with Roy Jones Jr. I'm not familiar with boxing, dude. I've never followed boxing. Uh, I know the only reason I know who Mike Tyson is because everybody knows who fucking Mike Tyson is. So I know who <clears throat> George Foreman is because everyone knows who George Foreman is. Other than that, the only the only boxer that I'm familiar with is James Tony because he tried to pull that MMA shit. Wow! Wow! I <laughs> I, I don't know what to say, Jay. Not Jones everyone Jr., is in... one of the most accomplished boxers ever. Right, right. Well, that's fine. If 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 I was into boxing at all, it'd be ludicrous if I didn't know who he was. But I'm not into boxing. You know, I don't. Uh, I mean, I've heard the name before, but other than that, I'm not really familiar with him. You know, just like plenty of other people, I'm not familiar with because I don't follow whatever they're into. I don't know what to say. Well, I don't know. Do you know who the uh, guy who created uh, Deadpool is? Yeah, he was he was an artist. Yeah, uh, do you know who do you know what his name is? Yeah, Deadpool guy. Yeah, see, one of the greatest comic book characters ever known. Everybody knows who Deadpool is. It's ridiculous that you don't know who created him, sir. I don't know what to say. Yeah, only this is sports. This is a man thing. Right. See, so it, because it's something that you're interested in, it's important as opposed to something that I'm interested in. So, of course, it's silly, a little nerd shit, right? Well, you're on MixedMartialArts.com, which means it's kind of that all things. It really is martial all things arts, combat right. sports. So, right. Well, except yeah. for it's not. It's mixed martial arts. Do I, I mean, is there a boxing section that I haven't been paying attention to? And if so, I haven't been paying attention to it, sir. It's called so I, I don't think it's in every large fight there has been in the last, well, since it's been up, is definitely discussed there. Right. And when was the last time this uh, Roy Jones Jr. fellow fought? 2018. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I 
I, that was completely off my radar. Uh, who did he fight? Uh, isn't he a little bit old to be fighting on a regular basis? Oh, yeah. So he hasn't been like super top tier for quite a while. It hasn't been like back to where Antonio Tarver beat him twice. And that was back in 2005. But he did come back. He's won several. And this is the weird thing with boxing, right? There's all of these different titles out there that don't necessarily mean much to anyone. Right. But in his last fight, he won the vacant WBU German version cruiserweight title. Oh, my. Before, right before that, he won the vacant WBF foundational cruiserweight title. So he's oh, he still didn't... fighting four titles up until 2018. Uh, and what the what uh, weight class does this gentleman normally fight in? So he's fought all the way from... God, what was his lowest weight class? Yeah, so I think the lowest he fought at was middleweight, which is obviously a different weight class in boxing, and I don't know the weight classes offhand. But he mm-hmm. fought all the way from there through heavyweight. So he had oh, okay. He had titles like all across the board. Okay, so he's not significantly smaller than uh, Tyson. He definitely is smaller. So even when he fought at heavyweight, he was probably, you know, no more than just a little over 200 pounds. And Tyson fought around like 220, 230. So there definitely will be a different size in humans. And as Clarence said there, and I'm assuming that's Homelander based on his boxing knowledge, he fought as low as 154. Mm. And then he just kept going up and up. Um, speaking of, uh, people that are fighting that do not look like they're in the same weight class, excuse me, I saw the first uh, face-off between, uh, Whitaker and, uh, fucking, uh, Till today and holy shit, they do not look like they should be fighting each other, dude. They're completely different sizes. Well, that's, that is one of those things who looked, was it Till looking like a giant? Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It obviously, honestly, I know this is going to sound like hyperbole. It looked like fucking two weight classes. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Whitaker. Uh, it is Whitaker, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, he he looked like he should be fighting at like uh, welterweight, and Till should be fighting at fucking light heavyweight. That's the thing, though, is is Whitaker's not necessarily a small guy in that division. Right, right. I mean, uh, if you get a chance while we're while we're talking, look up, uh, you know, their face off on Fight Island, and you know, and of course they they got they got their shirts on, but just the general size of the two people, it looks like a huge difference. I don't know. Looking at them doesn't look like that big a difference to me. Really? Are you looking at the same thing I saw the face off that they? I think they put it out today or something like they're on, they're on Fight Island in a cage outside or some shit like that. Yeah, I see. I see the face off, and they don't look that different like Whitaker's wow. also a large 185er and I mean these guys have fought before so like seeing them face off in the cage like yeah to me till size like, too like till is definitely one of the larger 85ers you're gonna see but Robert Whitaker is not a small guy wow I mean just looking at it he looked like he was shorter and lighter too like significantly but maybe that's just me yeah, I, maybe I'm looking at a different picture. Maybe there was just another one that you saw that was maybe zoomed in oddly. No, it was a video one that's but, like yeah, zoomed yeah. out a ways. Yeah, where you can see the kind of pretty much their whole bodies, and yeah, there's not a big difference there. Hey, we got K, we got K Barb's calling in. Hold on a second. 
What up, Mr. Barber? How's it going, my guys? That's going excellent. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm just getting out of work, so I figured I'd call in while I have a few minutes. All right. Excellent. Uh, how did your day go, sir? It went good, man. You know, trying to trying to figure out a few things to get an event going, you know? There's a lot of hurdles and a lot of obstacles we got to overcome and, you know, poor communication between some people and, you know, and a lot of just a lot of stuff going on right now. But, you know, we're working hard every day to, to try to figure this thing out. Well, you are doing it at probably the most inopportune time to do it right now with all the COVID stuff going on. So that's an additional hurdle, hurdle I'm sure you've had to deal with. Man, it's like a triple hurdle with one leg. You know, it's literally <laughs> fucking, it sucks. But, you know, we're trying our best. You know, the, the ones that are going to prevail are the ones that are being most creative and the ones trying to do as much as they can to, you know, get something popping. There you go, dude. There you go. Oh, shit. Man. Hey, you know what? Since we got K-Barbs on, you want to do the fight picks early there, Ryan? Uh, we absolutely can. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're not, uh, I don't know how often you listen to the show there, Kevin. We try to do fight picks for all the UFC events uh, coming up. Uh, we normally do them a couple days beforehand, so then we can brag on, brag on who was better at doing it. Would you like to pick yeah. some fights with us, sir? I would love to. Lead the charge, my man, and I'm right there. Alrighty, uh, Ryan normally lists off the who's fighting because I'm horrible at uh, pronouncing people's names, and then we go from there. So whenever you're ready, Ryan. Alrighty, so the first preliminary fight we have: Nathaniel Wood versus John Castaneda. Okay, what are their nicknames? This is important. Uh, we have the Prospect versus Sexy Mexi. Oh shit, dude! It's probably a poor pick, but I'm going with Sexy Mexi. I always like people with an original nickname. And as we might, uh, I should probably point out, uh, Kevin, we don't know who the fuck a lot of these preliminary people are, so we pick for most ridiculous reasons until we get up into the main card. So all right, well, I'm going let me sexy let me Mexi. break. All right, let me break this one down a little bit. One of the guys right. I have no I have no clue who the Castaneda guy is, but I do know Nathaniel Wood. Uh, Nathaniel Wood is very skilled, very well-rounded fighter. He definitely has a good chin as well. He did get knocked down in his last fight by John Dotson, but he's definitely a tough dude. Uh, I think it was King of the Cage he used to fight in or another promotion, and, man, he was taking a fucking beat down, and he came back and won the fight. But that being said, uh, he had won his first three or four fights in the UFC, and he was very, it was looking very impressive. He actually beat a former CES champion in Andre Uhl, um, in a fight that he was winning the whole time, and Andre Ewell finally decided that I got to do something to really try to win this fight. And Andre Ewell went for it, but in the process of going for it, he got submitted. But that's what you got to look for in fighters. You know, when a third round comes and you're down two rounds, man, I think you, you're putting more out there, you know, for your future, um, your future entertainment value by putting yourself in a position where you can possibly win the fight. But if you don't win the fight, you might get finished. So in that fight, Andreola went for it. I know I'm kind of dragging this out a little bit, but I just kind of this. These are my thoughts. That's all right, dude. That's fine. So so Andreola went for it and he got finished. And in that fight, I was very impressed with uh, with um, with Nathaniel Wood. So that being said, I don't know who this Castaneda guy is. I don't know his record. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. But I'm gonna have to go with Nathaniel Wood. Because of the uh, experience edge in the UFC yeah. that I that I feel. Right. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, so I'm torn on this one. You have Castaneda, who on even the official UFC site does not have a promotional photo in UFC gear. He's in some terribly generic gym shorts. 
and that's never a good sign. And, but then you have Nathaniel Wood, who's from the UK, and you know I can't bet for people from England because they're generally not good fighters. So I'm going to go against my, my normal line of thinking here. I will go for Wood simply because Castaneda has a terrible nickname and couldn't even find some fight shorts. <laughs> Fair enough. Who do we got next? Next fight, we have Goritz, that's his nickname, Ramazan Amiv versus Nicholas Green Mask Stoltzy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I can't even pick according to nickname because they both got weird fucked up ones. I'm actually going to have to go off their record. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Ramazan just because um, at least he has fights in the UFC, and apparently this is the other guy's uh, debut. How about you, Kev? I would have to go with Ramazine as well. I've been very impressed with his uh, with his showings in the UFC. He lost to a very tough – I mean, yeah, he lost to a very tough Tony Martin in his last fight, but I, I think very highly of Tony Martin. So, I mean, I don't know anything about this Stolze guy, but I did get a, a, a word from somebody that, you know, he, he's pretty legit. And um, I'm going to still have to go with Amiv, though. All right. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with Amiv uh, Stolze. Yeah, like he doesn't even he doesn't even have a Wikipedia at this point. So let's just uh, yeah leave it at that. <laughs> All righty. All right. Next you guys, fight you guys are we both, have. You guys are both cutting out on me, which means it's probably my issue. Okay, go ahead. Sir. Yeah, it, it definitely is your issue. But then the next fight we have number thirteen ranked Pitbull Betchkohea. Versus oh, Banzai Panin Kianzad. Um, Jesus, this is a hard fight because I don't—I've never heard of uh, Mrs. Banzai, but I'm not a be- fan of uh, Beth Korea or, or however you say her name. So I'm going to pick against her. Let's go with uh, Banzai. Check. How about you, Kev? Listen, Beche Kohara, She definitely has the higher level of experience that she's fought. I mean, she fought Ronda, but you know she got face planted. Obviously, she fought right. uh, Holly Holm, another face plant. She just likes these face plants. So you know what? I'm gonna go with Panny Kyanzad by face plant. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? Uh yeah, probably. Bechko has some of the most like generically slow stand up ever. Like it's not that technical. It doesn't move very fast. I have no idea who this Kyanzad is, other than she's from Iran. Which they grow them pretty tough over there. So yeah, let's go, uh, Panny Kyanzad for the Alrighty. win. By faceplant. By faceplant. <laughs> Who's next, sir? Uh, next we have uh, that's a terrible nickname. We got the bulldozer Tanner Bozer versus uh, Babazow Rafael Pessoa Nunes. Alrighty. Um, both they both of them have horrible nicknames, so I can't go by that. Let me look at their wins and losses. Ah, uh, Jesus, they're about even on that too, huh? Uh, I'm going to go with Bozer just because he has a, uh, more fights in general. He's 18 and 6 while the other guy's 10 and 1. I know that's probably the wrong way to do it. <laughs> what about you, Kev? Listen, Tanner Bozer, he's actually impressed me in the UFC uh, a lot. He uh, he lost his first two or three fights, but like I said, level of competition. He fought freaking uh, Surreal Gane, who is a future contender in my opinion. Uh, and he he didn't look half bad against him. I mean, he stood in there very tough with him. And Rafael Pessoa, he actually fought uh, Cyril Gane as well. Can you guys hear me? Oh yeah, we got you, sir. All right, he fought Cyril Gane as well. And uh, another tough a tough fight, but he's supposed to 
he's supposed to be a black belt in jiu-jitsu, Rafael Pessoa, and um, and he got submitted by Cyril Gane, which was kind of strange. But I'm going to have to go with Tana Bozer because, you know, his first three fights where he lost, it was either two or three fights. He lost, but then he came in his last fight. I swear, he looked like 50 pounds lighter. I, he was probably only about 20 pounds heavy, uh, lighter, but he came in and he fucking sparked um, uh, Felipe Linz, who, who the UFC... I don't know why, but they had high hopes for him. I felt like when they when he was coming into his first fight with Andre Olaski, he was like a four to one favorite, and Andre Olaski picked his ass apart, and uh, and then Tana Bozer sparked him out real quick. So I think Felipe Lins might be making a walk back to the PFL where he started, and I think Tana Bozer uh, gets it done with uh, with Rafael Pessoa. Nice. How about you there, Ryan? Yeah, I got Bozer in this one. Uh... Yeah, just slightly better competition. He's looked decent. Uh, beyond that, Nunez there looks like he, he hasn't even gone for a jog in possibly six years. So <laughs> let's oh go with God. the Canadian, Tanner Bozer. All right. Who's next? Next of all, we have Mosar Evloev versus Mike Grundy. Wow. Okay. First off, neither of these guys have a nickname, which is concerns me. I'm not even sure if this is a real fight at this point. And they have almost exactly the same record: twelve and zero versus twelve and one. Um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Grundy just because I can say his name. So, <laughs> which I always appreciate a fighter. Uh, how about you, Kev? What is it, Mike Grundy against who? Movzar Evloev. Oh, Movzar Evloev. Uh... Listen, Grundy actually won his last fight um, versus uh, Nad Naramani, and uh, he didn't look too bad. But I think Evloev might be the real deal, um, so I'm going to have to go with Evloev. All right. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm going Evloev uh, mainly because he's from Russia. The other guy is from the U.K., and I cannot bet for multiple people from England ever. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Who do we got next? Next of all, we have Tom Aspinall versus the prototype oh, oh, Jake so... Collier. Okay, well, the prototype's been used more than once as a nickname, and only the first guy gets to use it. That's the entire nature of the word prototype. So all these other guys using prototype are fucking out of line. Uh, so I can't pick for that guy. I'm picking Tom Aspinall. How about you, Kev? I'm gonna have to go with Tom Espinal as well. He's fighting. Uh, who is he fighting again? I'm sorry. I these guys, these comments, they they they're spot on. They knew I was getting gas. I just realized I fucking lost my fucking wallet. I don't know where the fuck it is. So I'm heading back to the gas station. I think it fell when I fucking took the turn. I don't know how these guys knew I was getting gas. That's some pretty fucking strange shit. <laughs> He's fighting Jack Collier. Jack oh yeah. Collier. Oh my god, yeah. now I'm a, I'm a fucking mess right now. I got my fucking back fucking thing open. I lost my fucking wallet. I think it's oh, right geez. there in the middle of the fucking street. Oh my god, my wallet is in the middle of the fucking street right now. I'm about to cross over and grab it. But I'm grateful that it's there. Uh, oh man, this, this conversation would have took an even crazy turn than where it is already right now. Oh, Holy my shit. fucking... My, my wallet just got ridden over. So... Let's see if all the, the the credit cards are still intact. I'm going to hope to not get killed right now. I still don't know how this guy knew I was getting gas. But listen, long story fucking short, Tom Espinall by fucking knockout. 
Holy shit, this is turning into an interesting fight pick. Uh, how about you, uh, Ryan? Who do you got? So, to echo other things I have said, I have to go with Jake Collier because Tom Aspinall is from the UK. Oh, Jesus. And I just, I can't do that. It's also, he's coming over. I think this is his first fight in the UFC. He's had a couple that have been canceled. Right, so he's right. coming over from Cage Warriors, and I don't trust anything about Cage Warriors. So, no. Jake Collier <laughs> it is. All right. Oh, Who's my next? God. Look at this. I Guys, I got money yeah. all over the fucking street. I got my oh. fucking my business cards all over the street. But listen, I found my fucking money. I'm going to keep these business cards all over the street just so people can fucking know who the fuck I am. And uh, and that's how you self-promote right there. Right. Okay, so you got your wallet. You got your money. You didn't lose anything. You're good? Except a little bit of my sanity and maybe some viewership. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Well, the good, I was just afraid you were going to get hit by a car getting your wallet back, So, which would have made for an interesting show, but I don't want that to oh, happen. Oh, man. Hey, you know what? I just found my my, my uh, health tracks, which is the gym I go to. I just I, I had a couple free passes, so I just picked them back up. I'm going to hope my car didn't lock, and uh, if it didn't lock, then I won't have to get off the phone to call a tow service. So oh, Jesus. Let's, let's continue the conversation. <laughs> All right, Ryan, who's next? <laughs> All right, the next fight, we have Locomotivo Nicholas Darby versus the body snatcher Jesse Ronson. Oh, well, you know, Locomotivo is kind of a cool nickname. Well, let me look at his record to make something up. Picking someone who's really, really bad. No, I'm going to go with uh, Nicholas Darby, actually. I think that's a good pick for me. Uh, you okay, Kev? I'm good. I'm back in the car. I got gas. I'm pretty good. All right. Did you hear who we were picking next? Yeah, listen, I'm going to go with Nicholas Dalby as well because he actually holds a win over uh, a very an established uh, veteran in the UFC, uh, Alicio Zaleski Dos Santo, who I think is a beast. But a couple fights ago, he did get sparked by uh, – he got sparked and kind of dominated by the leech. But uh, that being said, I think Nicholas Dalby definitely beats Jesse Ronson. I remember watching Jesse Ronson a, a couple years back, maybe a few years back, maybe 2015, 2016. And he fought Francisco Trinaldo, and uh, that was at 155. And Trinaldo just kind of, he just kind of grinded on him. That's because that's what Trinaldo does. And uh, I think, uh, you know, how they how they match up. This how how this fight kind of matches up is uh, Ronson is definitely a, a you know he's an output striker, and um, and Dobby's uh, another output striker, but. Dalby's going to be a lot bigger than him because Jesse Ronson's coming up from 155 pounds, and I think Dalby is going to kind of just kind of he's going to use his size, but at the same time he's going to use his size, and he's also going to use that output, uh, that high output striking as well. Uh, Dalby beat the Brazilian Cowboy in his last fight, so I can't see him beating the Brazilian Cowboy in one fight and then losing to uh, you know to Jesse Ronson in, in this next fight. So. I'm gonna have to go with uh with my man Nicholas Dalby. Excellent. How about you? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me also throw in that Nicholas Dalby also has a draw with uh, Darren Till. Oh wow, really? That's uh, really? That, that adds to his uh, um value a little bit. Uh, so Big Dalton, oh, yeah. who are you picking up? Yeah, I got Dalby. Uh, for the most part, I, I think Kevin kind of went through a lot of that uh, as far as just better competition that Dalby's had. Jesse Ronson also is Canadian, and there's only been like three great Canadian fighters. And I'm sorry to say it, but Jesse Ronson has arms like UJ, where I don't even <laughs> see a tricep really. It's all just kind of you know, a little bit of arm there. 
So I think Dolby outsizes him and outfights him. All righty. Who's next, sir? All righty. Next of all, this is the main event of the prelims. You have Masaranduba, Francisco Trinaldo versus oh, the Black Country banger, Jai Herbert. Oh, well, this is a pretty easy pick. <laughs> uh, even though I can't say the guy's name or his fucking nickname. Uh, but, Francisco, but Francisco is definitely who I go for. I'm looking at his wins. He's got some decent wins. You know, he's he beat uh, Dunham and uh, Bobby Green. So, you know, that's uh, not a bad record as opposed to this other guy who's never fought fucking anybody. How about you, Kev? Yeah, Trinado, he's been around the block a few times and more. Uh, he's probably, um, he definitely has a lot of good wins in the UFC. Like you just said, Bobby Green. Uh, who else did you just say, my man? Uh, Dunham. Evan Dunham, I believe. Evan Dunham. He sparked out Evan Dunham. He also beat, uh, he also knocked out Chad Laprise, which was a huge win that I remember. He knocked him out in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this other guy that he's fighting, I'm not familiar with him, but I did take a quick look at his record. Uh, I saw that he was 12-1 and one with a lot of finishes, and his one loss is against this kid, Reese McKee, that we're actually going to be talking about uh, in a little bit uh, that I don't know too much about, but he's got a big fight as well. Long story short, I'm going to have to go with Chinaldo with the veteran experience and uh, and the the you know the craftiness and, and you know let, let's let's disregard that he's almost 70 years old and and, and just <laughs> go with the the experience. Right, right. That makes sense. Uh, how about you, Ryan? Yeah, I got to go Chinaldo here. When you look at Herbert, you're looking at another guy from the UK. His experience is all in Cage Warriors, and I write all of that off because I'm a prick. So let's go with the guy that has fought and beat the better fighters, Francisco Trinaldo. Excellent. All right, who's next, sir? This will be the first uh, fight on the uh, main card, I believe. Yes. So as uh, as Kevin was talking about, we are talking about Reese McKee right now. But the person he is fighting is Kamzat Chimiev. So this should be fun. Well, this one's interesting because... Uh, Right, Reese McKee uh, actually has a couple fights in the UFC already. Um, no, while this other no, dude, he doesn't. Does, while well, oh, I, I have I have uh, fights listed, uh, uh, and normally they only list that if they're in the UFC. Like it says, he has a win versus T Barnett and a loss versus T Barnetts. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> so, but but he's also listed as the underdog in this site. So I'm going to go uh, for uh, Boris for my pick. How about you, Kev? Yeah, so that guy, the, the big favorite, not Reese McKee. Who's the guy he's fighting? Shimeyev. Shimeyev. So he actually fought two weeks ago and uh, and won. He beat ja, John Phillips, and he submitted him in the second round. He looked really good. And instead of just leaving Fight Island, he's like, no, I'm going to stand Fight Island. I didn't take a lot of damage, and I'm going to wait for uh, an opportunity to open up. And that's what happened. An opportunity opened up. And um, he's fighting this guy, Reese McKee, that I also have no clue is. But he did he did beat the guy uh, that is fighting before him. So I think we're going to get a good feel of Reese McKee uh, after we see this guy that's fighting Trinaldo. Uh, if that guy that fights Trinaldo has a good showing, I think that's going to look really good for Reese McKee. And I think it's going to, you know, the outlook on the fight versus the guy he's fighting, uh, you know, it might be a little closer because the odds are like, they're giving the, the I think the guy's Russian, the guy he's fighting. He's like a 12 to 1 favorite. So, wow. yeah, he's a big favorite. So, um, so I, I, I'm going to go with the big favorite, obviously, but I'm going to see that guy that beat 
first to really, uh, you know, get a better understanding of this guy because they actually get in the call from his manager, um, you know, that he could be fighting and started breaking down crying. So, you know, I don't know if, if it's too emotional, the, 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 the situation, the opportunity, but who knows? We'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Alrighty. Um, how about you there, Ryan? Uh, Chimeyev looked like an absolute killer a couple weeks ago. So I think he absolutely steamrolls McKee uh, and just kind of keeps going. He almost kind of looks like 185-pound uh, Habib. Oh, my. That's a, like, that's a serious statement. <laughs> he is a bad, bad dude. It could have just been the guy he was fighting was just a complete pushover. I don't think that was the fact. But uh, I think he probably is the gigantic, you know, betting favorite for a reason here. So my pick is absolutely Chimaev. All right. Who we got next? Next of all, we have Alex Cowboy Oliveira versus Peter Sabata. Oh, oh Jesus. Um, God, Oliveira is so good, dude. I don't know why he has so many losses recently. I know he's he won his last fight, but lost the last three in a row, and that makes zero sense to me, unless maybe he's just getting fucking old. Uh, I'm still going to go ahead and pick him over the other dude, though. How about you, Kev? Listen, I lo- these, are the, these are the kind of fights that make a hardcore MMA fan a hardcore MMA fan because both uh, Cowboy Oliveira and Peter Sabota, they both fought Nicholas Dalby, and Nicholas Dalby lost to Sabata, and, uh, and Alex Oliveira, like I previously mentioned, he beat Alex Oliveira, Nicholas Dalby. But, you know, the interesting thing about MMA is that, you know, everybody matches up different. Uh, Dalby was a better grappler than, uh, than Dalby. Uh, I'm sorry, Sabata was a better grappler th- than Dalby. So Sabata kind of just used his uh, his grappling superiority, superiority is that a word? Superiority? What the fuck kind of word? Is? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, superiority. Know what you mean. Superiority. superiority. There we go. I'm adding that to my dictionary. Uh, he used that to his advantage, and that's how he out. That's how he. Uh, that's how he out hustled. He out grinded Dalby. Um, but I don't think that Sabata is going to be able to do that with with Cowboy. I think Cowboy is going to spark him first round knockout. Alex Oliveira. All righty. How about you, Big Dalton? Yeah, so Sabata hasn't fought since 2018. Um, he's been kind of up and down. And I think this is one where I pick more just kind of from from emotion than, than actually thinking through it. Got a root for Cowboy here. So my pick is Alex Oliveira. All righty. Who is next, sir? Next of all, is this really his nickname? Bear Jew? <laughs> yeah. Craig? It most certainly is, sir. Versus Godzimurad and Tigulov. Uh, dude, you know I'm going with Baraju. Holy shit, yeah, that's one of my favorite nicknames in MMA. Um, although the other guy has a shitload of fights. Let me look who we before. You know, let me look and see what their recent record is. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going with Baraju. How about you, Kev? Listen, I'm gonna go with Baraju because these guys they are both grapplers. But the thing about Antigulov is, you know, he is a sprint grappler, so he tries to get submissions very early in the fight, which leads to him, uh, you know, getting very tired in the end. Bear Drew, he, he's huge. I don't know how he makes 205 pounds. So you're going to see a huge uh, size difference. But the interesting thing about this size difference is the guy that's bigger is going to have the better cardio. Paul Craig right. has, yeah, Paul Craig, I think, has like three or four third-round uh, finishes, which is 
really, really rare in the th- in uh, in the light heavyweight division. And not only finishes, but submission finishes. So oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with Paul Craig by late by late submission. Oh, interesting. How about you, Ryan? Yeah. So I I don't want to pick Paul Craig because of where he's from. Oh no! However, the guy took the guy took Shogun to a draw. He has some pretty good wins. He knocked out Khalil Roundtree. Like I, I have no, no, no. Khalil Roundtree knocked him out. Am I wrong on that? Yes, I was wrong on that one. Oh, look at that! Khalil Roundtree did knock him out. So, like, yeah, let's take that one out then. (laughs) I don't care that now. I don't care. He took Shogun to a draw. I have to go the other guy simply because I can't pick. From the UK versus Russia, I'll take the Russian. All right, far more characters in his name. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who we got next, sir? All righty, next of all, we have number seven ranked Carla the Cookie Monster Esparza versus Marina Rodriguez. Hmm. Well, let me look at their recent records. Uh, well, you know what? They both have some pretty good wins as far as like the women's division go. Uh, I mean, we all know Carla just beat, recently be, beat Michelle Watterson, uh, which is a good win. Uh, although Watterson's kind of undersized. Uh, and the other lady uh, beat uh, Torres, uh, Tisa Torres, recently as well. So those are both good wins. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Maria, I believe, just because I, I, her last couple wins are pretty impressive. She beat uh, Jessica Aguilera as well, although she's, that lady's kind of on the end of her career as well. So, But yeah, I'm going to go with Rodriguez. How about you, Kev? Listen, this fight's very interesting because when Marina Rodriguez first came into the UFC, she reminded me of Joanna Jacek, uh, with mm-hmm. the, you know, very yeah, very, she's very tall, she's very lanky, she's got good striking, but I think Joanna's definitely on a different level, you know, when it comes to uh, takedown defense and 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 more pure striking, but Marina's definitely has some good striking. Uh, we've seen this similar fight before with Carla Spicer and Joanna and Joanna jacked Carla up. So, All right. If Carla can get a hold of this girl, you know, if 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 Marina doesn't have that takedown defense that Joanna has, then then Carla might be able to get a hold of this girl because uh, this girl Marina, she's shown holes in her takedown defense versus I think it was Random Marcos and uh, and also Cynthia Calvillo. So um, we're gonna see how it plays out. I mean, you flip a coin, uh, you know, these girls fight ten times. You don't, you know, they could go either way. It's either gonna be uh, Carla by uh you know ground control and and constant takedowns or it's going to be marina by um you know by keeping it on the feet and really picking her apart i'm gonna have to go with i i I don't even know i'm gonna flip a coin and i'm gonna say carla gets the takedown and uh and and you know what no i'm not i'm gonna say marina keeps it on the floor i mean keeps it on the feet and really dominates it because i really do like marina but those last couple fights that she had you know, she has shown, um, you know, that she can get taken down. So it, it can go either way. It's going to go to a decision most likely. But uh, um, I, I don't know. I don't have a pick on that, actually. <laughs> I won't commit. Okay, how about you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Marina Rodriguez. When you talk about Carla Esparza, you're talking about a very, very basic stand-up that she has despite fighting as long as she has. You know, Marina Rodriguez is a little bit more exciting, and the fact that she is undefeated 
I think I'm going to have to go Marina Rodriguez. And in that pick, I think I'm just hoping for an exciting fight because if Esparza wins, it's probably going to be the piss break of the night. Oh, definitely. <laughs> all right. Who we got next? Next of all, we have number 14 ranked Fabricio Verdum versus number seven rank and making his heavyweight debut, the mauler Alexander Gustafson. Okay, first off, that's kind of weird that someone could be put at number seven for the heavyweight debut. I realize it's, you know, Gustafson, who's a fucking beast, but that just seems like a weird thing to do. you think he'd have to get a fight or two before he'd even, before he'd even be in the rankings. Uh, that said, God, this is a hard fight to pick. Um, War Doom definitely has the skills to take out Gustafson, especially if he takes him down. Uh, on the feet, on the other hand, while War Doom's gotten a lot better over the last four or five years in his uh, striking or however long it's been, uh, Gustafson's obviously way, way better. Um, fuck. You know what? I, 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 feel, I don't feel confident about this one, but I'm going to pick War Doom. Uh, how about you, Kev? So the crazy thing about this fight is uh, Verdun looked slow against Alexi Olenek, who's probably one of the most slowest heavyweights, uh, you know, on the active roster. So, I mean, I can't help but think that Gus is going to have a huge, like, when I say huge, I, I'm saying, like, biggest speed difference since, like, freaking, I don't even know, maybe Anderson Silva versus Forrest Griffin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be that big of a speed difference, in my opinion. So I think if uh, if Gus can stick to his jab, then I think he's going to light Verdum up. Mm, I could see that happening. Uh, how about you there, Ryan? Yeah, since Verdum came back from that suspension, obviously it's a small sample size. It was only the fight versus Olenek. But he looked absolutely terrible. And looking that terrible against a 43-year-old does not bode well going against Alexander Gustafson. So I've got Gustafson here. I think the only chance Verdum has would be something slick on the ground, which I don't know how much he really has left to even do that. So the pick is Alexander Gustafson. All right. Uh, that makes sense. Who do we got next? Next of all, we have number 15 ranked, and that, it just feels weird even saying that, Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Antonio Minotaro Rogerio Noguera. And is it 2006? Is that what, did, This did is I the blink? trilogy that nobody asked for. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, I'm going to pick Rua just because I, I, I've always enjoyed watching him fight, but God, this is a fucked up fight, dude. I don't... I feel like these two shouldn't be fighting. Both of them should be retired. I mean, if they're going to have to fight somebody, I guess each other's a good one. But Jesus Christ, man, don't... you got to hang it up at some point. Uh, who do you got, uh, Kev? This fight should not be happening. There's going to be a lot of brain damage in this fight. Um, I don't know why they made this fight. Like you said, maybe it's because they both shouldn't be fighting, so they're just like, you know, let's stick them, uh, let's stick them against each other. You know, so because I think uh, I think they both said recently that they only want a few more fights. But this fight, this fight makes zero sense, man. It really saddens me that this fight's going to happen because you know they're either both going to take a lot of damage. Well, one of them's going to take a fucking shitload of damage early and get knocked the fuck out. And I think uh, I think Shogun gets it done, whether it's decision or uh, or um, you know or, or an early stoppage. Right, right. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, the sad thing here is if you look at you know Rogerio Noguera, he's had problems you know hitting weight. 
He hasn't been in his prime for probably five to six years now. Like it's just going to be sad watching another Nogara brother go out on his shield well past his prime. Shogun also definitely passed his prime, but I think he had kind of the higher peak, and there's just more left in that tank, despite them both running on empty. So yeah, I've, I've got Shogun Hua in the fight that nobody necessarily wants to watch. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our main event. Ryan, who do we got? We've got the Reaper, Robert Whitaker, number one ranked against the Gorilla, Darren Till. Coming in All at right. number five. Well, you're wrong because his name is Bobby fucking Knuckles. I, I don't care if he hates that nickname. That's a way better nickname than fucking the Reaper. Um, God, this is a hard pick for me because I think Whitaker is a lot more skilled than Till, but uh, I still think Till is a lot larger than that dude. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to go with Whitaker, I, I, but I'm not. Once again, it's not a very confident pick. Uh, how about you, Kev? This fight is going to look, in my opinion, very similar to uh, obviously at a bigger level because both these guys have more power and they're a lot bigger. But I think this fight is going to look like uh, Carlos Conant versus Nick Diaz, and, um, and I think they're going to. I think they should give it to Diaz one two five. I remember when that fight happening. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, everyone was calling Diaz one two five <laughs> rounds one, round two, round five, and uh, I, I think that's. Uh, I think that's what can happen in this fight. I'm going to go with Till. Uh, by decision, one, two, and five. All right. And how about you, Big Dalton? This is an interesting one. And um, so when Darren Till is on, he looks great. Very large guy for that division, has a ton of power. But I, I think there's definitely a skill gap. Mm-hmm. If Robert Whitaker comes out and fights at the level that he was fighting at prior to kind of having a couple layoffs and before that, you know, Adesanya fight, I, I think he takes it pretty handily. Uh, but this is, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I think I would like to see Whitaker win. If for nothing else, like I, I almost would like to see Darren Till try to move up to 205 kind of let him let himself kind of fill out a little bit more and not have such a weight cut uh, but I think also the other thing that is pulling me in that direction is Darren Till is from England which means he <laughs> will disappoint on the grandest stage of them all the New Zealander Robert Whitaker wins via TKO in the third alright interesting all right, well, there's our fight picks for this Saturday. Uh, I won't be around for the fight companion, but uh, uh, Big Dalton should be doing one, so everyone tune in for that after our normal show. Uh, shit. Well, let's well, have I guess one we should... bonus pick here while we okay. have Kevin on the line. Uh-huh. September 12th, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Eight <laughs> rounds of exhibition boxing. <laughs> Listen, there's going to be no winner because it's an exhibition match. Um, it, it's a fight for the fans. It's a fight to, you know, bring some entertainment. It's a fight to, uh, you know, bring some maybe boxing fans that know who Mike Tyson is that maybe even haven't watched the sport in a long time that are going to tune in and uh, and and hopefully it's going to be a huge fight. Hopefully it's going to be a, a you know it can bring some entertainment. That's what it's going to come down to at the end of the day. What kind of entertainment can they bring? And we're going to see, you know, and that that's that's the appeal of it. So. I go, uh, you know, I hope the, the, the fans win. 
<laughs> Come on, man. You got to do a firmer pick than that. Who do you think is going to actually win? You can tell us. You don't. You, you can go out on a limb here. All right, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Tyson. Yeah, that's kind of what I don't have any boxing knowledge at all. Uh, we uh, Ryan spent the first couple of minutes making fun of me for not really knowing who Roy Jones Jr. is, as far other than that he's a boxer. Uh, right. But I'm gonna go. But I'm gonna go with Tyson as well. Uh, how about you, Ryan? You got any uh, got an opinion on it? I've got Tyson, and I guess we technically have one more pick because they have introduced one of the uh, undercard fights for that card. Mm-hmm. We have YouTube sensation. Jake Paul versus former NBA point guard Nate Robinson. Hmm, that's a weird fucking one. Uh, Nate Robinson, I'm assuming, is a much larger person because you know basketball guys are normally pretty big. Uh, well, Nate Robinson's like level. five nine. He's one of the shorter oh. guys, actually. Oh, yeah, he's well, one of the smaller NBA players, pretty much. Yeah, he five gonna... nine, like one eighty. Oh, then he's going to get his ass kicked because that Logan dude has proved that at least he knows a little bit about boxing. He's done this shit a couple times now. So uh, that's, I'm picking the YouTube guy. Uh, well, how about you, Kev? Yeah, I'll have to go with the YouTube guy. I mean, he like you said, he's boxed before. I mean, you know, you can't sleep on Nate Robinson's just natural athleticism, yeah. uh, you know, because being the basketball player. And, and I'm just saying uh, I don't really know. You know, these days you have to be politically correct. You know, I know we're on a on a uh, podcast, but I mean, let let's call let's call it what it is. Nate Robinson's uh, African American, and they those they say that African Americans are more uh, are more uh, athletic than than Caucasian people. So uh, you got the athleticism factor. You know, I don't know how tall uh, the Paul guy is. I think he's about six foot tall, but so he's like you know he's three inches taller. But, I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, I'll have to go with Paul because of uh, the experience, but you can never sleep on athleticism. Yeah, that's very true. How about you uh, there, Ryan? On this one, I got to go Nate Robinson just based on just pure athletic ability. Like, this guy mm. is a a top athlete in the world versus a guy that may have done some, like, wrestling or boxing in high school and then got YouTube money. Like, if you look up, like, what Nate Robinson looks like these days, like, this is, like, a just shredded top-level athlete. If you take someone like that and you put them in a sport where that's what they're focused on, like, they're going to improve very, very rapidly. So Mm -hmm. even if, you know, Jake Paul has a couple fights and has been boxing for a while, like, that skill gap is going to narrow incredibly quickly when you have a high-level athlete deciding to take it up. All right. Now we do. This isn't confirmed, and it's probably not going to happen. But I saw on Twitter uh, Elias the. Uh, damn it, I can't say the guy's name. Uh, the Theodore, main event. Elias guy, Theodore. Yeah, yeah, the guy with the really good hair. He's pushing to get a fight with Tito Ortiz on that card. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> and which would be an interesting fight because obviously uh, um, Elias is you know way m- closer to his prime than Tito Ortiz is. Um, but Tito is also quite a bit bigger than him too. I think uh, Elias fights at middleweight, and obviously uh, Tito fights at light heavyweight. If that fought, fight actually happened, what do you guys think about that? Uh, how about you, Kev? Listen, if there was ever a fight that was made that had made absolutely negative sense, it would be that <laughs> fight right there. Isn't it though? That's why it's funny that the, the guy that he's pushing for it. So uh, I mean, good for him. I mean, you know, freaking, I should jump on his Instagram and push for the same fight versus Tito. But I like Tito. Tito, <laughs> Tito would beat my ass. But right. I mean, I don't know. I guess you can't knock him for trying to get that fight. But 
I can 100% say that that fight will not happen because no, Tito, no. you know, Tito wants to fight some big names. Uh, so if it did happen, I would have to, I'd, I'd go with Tito. Fuck it. Yeah, he's still, I mean, uh, he didn't look horrible in his fight with uh, fucking Chuck. So I assuming he know, can still fight even a little bit. He's a lot larger. Jay, than I would have looked good in that fight versus Chuck. That's very true. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Do you think uh, if that fight went down, how do you think it would go? So I, I think I'm actually going to go against the grain. Tito Ortiz has never been known for having great stand-up whatsoever. And he is the largest target of all time with his duffel bag-sized skull. <laughs> I think Theodora could probably piece him up a little bit. It, it wouldn't be super exciting. It probably wouldn't be a knockout. But as long as you just dance around and you avoid Tito and you just use his heavy bag of a head as a heavy bag... There's your well, win. Yeah, I can see that. That's why, because that's why Elias is not in the UFC anymore. Because he tends to like point fight a little bit, you know, um, dancing around, you know, throws a lot of shots, but not a lot, not a lot of power. A very safe fighter. I like the dude. Uh, he uh, sent me an autograph picture. Actually, <laughs> that's a long story. Oh, we, won't, sure. we won't go into that. Uh, he's a good dude. Uh, and I was bummed out when he when he was removed from the UFC, which is still kind of fucked up because you know he won his last fight and they and then they let him go. Um, yeah, but doesn't he have uh, a better job now? Uh, I don't know. He he's he has several jobs. Uh, he's yeah, he, uh, he was uh, he was the first uh, UFC. No, he was the first male ring card person. Yeah, for Invicta. Yeah, that's which is pretty funny. Uh, he's also done some minor acting work. He's got a movie called uh, The Last Call or something like that that he's been working on for a while. That's supposed to be coming out. Uh, oh, probably no that's, that's probably not the name of it. It's it's supposedly about a uh, MMA fighter. Uh, who retires from an injury and becomes like a professional video game player or some shit like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he would rather still be fighting in the UFC if he if he could, because I think he's fighting Bellator now. Uh, so, yeah. but, but that's a case of basically Dana not liking your fight style, so you're out of there. Hmm. What did you say? I'm sorry. What was that last part you said? Past I said I, I said basically what happened to him was Dana didn't like his fight style, so he. Was oh out of there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, if you don't, I mean, he he fought a lot of a lot of big names too. I mean, but man, he fought Sam Alvey, who is usually a uh, you know a, in a an exciting fighter, and he made that fight so boring because Sam Alvey needs people to go towards him to uh, to win and. Uh, and yeah, you're exactly right. He definitely does not have an appealing uh, fight style. Yep, unfortunately. Well, yeah, when you look at his record and you see like the actual the method of of stoppage, you have you know he did at least win that fight via TKO before they got rid of him. But before that, you know, decision, 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 TKO, decision. Yeah, yeah. And, like at that point, he's pretty much. Uh, like he he has the hair for it. He probably should just go ahead and transition to the women's division where he'll fit right in. <laughs> Do you know he is the only MMA fighter ever sponsored by Pert Plus? What's that? The the shampoo. He's sponsored by oh, Pert shit. Plus. Oh my god. <laughs> Which hey. I think is excellent branding, obviously. You gotta do what you gotta do for your opportunities, you know it. Yep. Yes, this is true, and it's funny you don't because you don't see that sort of shit anymore. Back in the day, fighters were sponsored by all kinds of crazy companies, but sponsorships, for the most part, is have went away. I mean, I know uh, Roxy has a couple sponsorships, and, and uh, like I said, that Elias is sponsored by uh, Pert Plus, 
but for the most part, you know, the time where fighters made substantial amounts of money off different sponsorships has kind of gone away, and which is kind of a bummer. I thought it was cool. Yeah, whatever happened yeah. to Condom Depot? Have they gone under? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I've never actually checked that website. I couldn't understand how you could make an entire business out of, you know, uh, out of condoms. I'm obviously there's a couple of companies that do that, but uh, a, a business uh, like a website selling different types of condoms didn't seem like a, uh, a good business venture to me. Yeah. I, I mean, like they're still in business and right now you can save oh, $20 on a hundred condom sampler. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> so basically my great. rest of my sexual career is what you're saying <laughs> oh shit yeah, uh, you are old as balls well i'm also married so i don't need them anymore anyway so i actually threw away a box of condoms about uh, about three or four weeks ago that i found in my desk i'm like i don't need these fuckers anymore um <laughs> so yeah so uh which is good because i think they've expired and there's nothing more depressing than an expired condom oh man that's 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 fucking that's some that's some kind of fucking disease probably infected with corona you know yeah yeah well fellas we got time for about one more topic you guys anything you want to uh have anything you want to go over before we get out of here do we want to quickly touch on the other sports news story of the day sure go ahead what we got the washington redskins have now found their new name for this upcoming season oh awesome it's i I bet you it's gonna be cool i mean it's got to be you know they with all the time that they've had to think about it, because they've seen this entire Washington Redskin thing coming for a long time now, uh, what did they come up with? Yeah, so for the 2020 season, they will be referred to as the Washington football team. Uh, pardon me? Could you say that again? I, I missed that. I, uh, you must have cut out. There's a word missing there. Yeah, so for the 2020 NFL season, everyone needs to get out there and root for the Washington football team. Oh, okay. Apparently, I didn't miss a word. The fucking football team missed a word. That's their name? That's not a name? What do you think, Kev? <laughs> That's terrible. That is. What are they going to have, a, a football on the fucking helmet for a fucking symbol? <laughs> That's a red no. skin. What, that makes no fucking sense. They're back to a red skin. No, see, and you know, uh, I'm still angry that they didn't go with my idea. I think they should name should have kept the name the Washington Redskins and changed their potato to a, uh, their mascot to a potato. So then they'd be the Washington Redskin Potatoes. Problem solved. They don't have to change hardly any of their branding. Just get rid of the Indian and put a potato there. Uh, I'm th- I think I'm a fucking potato in this choice. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Is that are you, are you telling the truth, Brian? Yep, they announced today that they decided to call themselves the Washington football team for oh this God. season while, you know, thinking Watch. through what to officially rebrand as for the future. Watch, the, the next thing they're going to take away is the damn fucking football because they call a football a pigskin. Uh, I mean, all right, maybe a pig's not red, it's pink, but this is fucking retarded. <laughs> they should name well, themselves I mean, the Washington Pinkskins. It makes pink sense skins. that they call it a pigskin, though, <laughs> considering, you know, it's leather from a pig. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I, 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 like, they should have called themselves the Washington Pinkskins. That would have fucking driven everybody up a fucking fucking wall. <laughs> uh, oh my god! What know. a fucking I, mess! Our world so, is a fucking mess. Yeah, I mean, so what do you guys think that is? Do you think they just couldn't think of a good name and decided that they wanted to go ahead with the season without one? Or the I think did, because they, they didn't want to fucking offend anybody. Yeah, I think that might have something to do with it. Yeah, um, it's that's fucking sad, though. I mean, you got to take a, some kind of a chance. 
I mean, you give me five minutes, I can come up with a better name than that. I mean, you know, shit. I'm not going to do it now because I don't, you guys aren't giving me five minutes. But yeah, come on, dude. That's just ridiculous. Uh, I don't yeah, know. So Brian, I think what, what they're think? actually doing, and if you that think about it, they're mad. trying to. They're trying to cash in on a one-year, essentially, just cash grab of merchandise. So the same oh, day, man. obviously, today that they announced that, they did announce that you can start purchasing your Washington football team apparel today as well. Yeah. And it is oh. just stupid. There's no logo. It's literally Washington football team. And you can get, you know, your beanies and your T-shirts and, and all that fun stuff. Listen, I don't know why, but that just makes me so fucking pissed. Just the fact that we're talking about how fucking stupid this idea is. I mean, just the. I mean, listen, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they had to change their name. You know, maybe it was racist or whatever. Come on, like a football team. You know, like come on, it's just a mess. You know. Yep. And uh, Team Evil Bad Guy pointed out it's not that hard to come up with a really fucking awesome name. Uh, the NHL yeah. just did that today with the Seattle Krakens, which is fucking awesome. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that's a great name for a hockey team. What do you guys think? Yeah, fuck yeah, it's, fuck it. it. It's a thousand times better than the Seattle hockey program. <laughs> but you were right, though, on the entire Washington thing. That is a great money grab because they're going to sell all this merchandise this year for the for the Washington football team. The next year when they come up with their actual logo, all their fans are going to have to go out and buy new shit all over again. So you're, that was a good point, Dalton. That's Financially speaking, that's a, a genius idea. Yeah. Well, and so probably what's going to end up happening, right? Like people are going to buy a bunch of Washington football team apparel. And like that's just what they're going to be known to fans mm-hmm. for probably the next decade and a half. No matter, what, no matter what team they come up with. Right, yeah, they could come up with an awesome, you know, name, and everybody's just gonna be like, "Yeah, it's the Washington Football Team." So, wait, I have a question: Were the people that were calling for the change of name were they all the people from Washington or from all over? I would assume yeah. probably very few from Washington because mostly it was the indigenous tribes, since you can't call them Indian tribes anymore. And I don't think the state of Washington has a lot up there, do they? Uh, I always thought uh, that most of those tribes were in the like the Arizona uh, area and places like New Mexico and places like that. Well, that and the Washington Redskins aren't from the state of Washington, Jay. They, oh, they're not. They play out of D.C. Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Then they should be calling themselves the D.C. something. No, I thought Washington Redskins was from... I thought it was the state of Washington. I'm pretty sure it is. No, they play out of Washington, D.C. Oh. Really? Oh, well, they learn something new every day, I suppose. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, shit. Yo, looks- actually, hold on. One one thing that's that's oh, yeah. random. But do you know who Miguel yeah. Cotto is, the boxer? Not not I. How about you, Ryan? Yep. He's actually from my state of Rhode Island. Well, I assume some people have to be from there. <laughs> yeah. No, but Miguel Cotto, he's like a you know he's a Mexican that you know he's from. You would think he's from Mexico, and like you look at yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I just I got to- <laughs> I got told that the other day. I was like, really, Miguel Cotto? Like he's a big dude. Uh, He's a big, you know, he's a he's had some big fights in the the, the boxing world, and I never knew he was from the, my same state. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I Weird mean, man. Uh, I, I I once met an Asian from Paducah, Kentucky. Like I was floored. <laughs> uh, I see. I see how that goes. Well, shit, guys. Uh, I think we're gonna call it a show. We managed to fill in an, an entire hour talking about MMA stuff. It's almost like we're in an, M- an MMA show now. 
Uh, I want to thank uh, Kev for calling in, brother. You're always more than welcome. You're an entertaining dude. So uh, we always appreciate the phone call. Hold on a second. I'm going to put down a dog. Uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. We can't do a show without you. Uh, we'd be kind of pointless. Uh, I want to thank my co-host, Big Dalton. Uh, I could maybe do a show without him, but it'd suck ass. <laughs> Dalton, you got anything? Yeah, I've got two things as usual. The first one, if you happen to be trolling around Rhode Island and you find... A business card for Kevin Barbers. <laughs> you send that sucker in. We'll have him sign it. He can send it to me. I'll sign it. And we'll even have you on the show. Goddamn. Uh, it's like a golden ticket all of a sudden. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, man. All right. What else? Now, what's the. Se- yeah. The only other thing Say I can end hey, this Stray, podcast how you doing, with is fuck all y'all. <laughs> Everybody have a great night. We'll listen, see you listen, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta throw in, yeah. you know, I gotta throw yeah. in my closing yeah. words. I want to thank you again, man, for always doing this and bringing the heat and uh, and really, uh, you know, creating something that I think could potentially be huge. I mean, you have a, a a huge platform of people that you know are subscribed to the underground, and I think you could really, really start building on this podcast, my man, and and really start upping these viewerships. I feel like every MMA fan should be on this podcast every day or at least try to watch every single episode because i mean this this is this is some crazy shit right here you're on a on a you're on a website that has like here it says total 4.9 thousand likes and i mean i listen to the podcast from um the the owners of this site Kurik and uh the other guy i don't know his name if anybody can say you know whatever that is but they were on joe rogan's podcast and they were saying you know there's a lot of a lot of people on this forum, Chris, there we go, Chris, there's a lot of people on this forum that if you can turn those potential golden leads, uh, shout out to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but these golden leads that are people that are subscribed to this um, this forum, I mean, this this podcast could really take off, you know? We're, we are certainly working on it. Uh, every day we try to put out a little bit more for people to enjoy. Uh, but yeah, we're going to give it a shot, dude. We're going to give it a shot. Um, hey, you know what? If I start trolling the, the forums again, like I first did when I first came on this pot, uh, forum, you might be, I might be able to get you some viewers, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> right on, right on. All right, what else you got there, Big Dalton? Uh, I, I've already exhausted my two things, Jay. I think you're going to have to uh, give us some words of wisdom on the way out today. All right. Well, my words of wisdom for you today, folks, is uh, don't eat the yellow snow. You guys have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Much love.